Welcome to What's Leadership. I'm Liz Wiltsey. The more I learn about leadership, the more I'm convinced there's not a one-size-fits-all solution. So I am on my own learning journey, and I invite you to join me. Ebony Janice reminds me that being open about my journey is important. Each episode features someone I admire with actionable insight to share. So please join me as I ask, what's leadership? I'm so excited to welcome my guest today, Colin Bedell. Colin is a queer Gemini twin from Long Island, New York. He's a passionate student of secular growth systems and the universal spiritual themes explored in A Course in Miracles. Complementing his work with Queer Cosmos, Colin is the weekly horoscope writer for Cosmopolitan.com. He's written multiple best-selling books, including A Little Bit of Astrology and Queer Cosmos, The Astrology of Queer Identities and Relationships. And his third book, Gemini, debuts in January of 2020. And I'll tell you that I asked him here because he and I have a shared love of Brene Brown. So I'm super excited to really dive into the ways that astrology informs leadership. So Colin, welcome. Thank you, Liz. And thank you for having me. I know that spirituality and secular leadership aren't always an intersection that people get to talk about. So thank you so much for inviting me to, to talk with you about that. Yeah, I'm excited. So let's get straight to it. What let's do, you do it. See is the number one challenge that leaders face? Informed by Dr. Brene Brown's book, Dare to Lead, I think it is just all the ways that we armor up ourselves against uh, just criticism and critics and feedback. It's really, it comes down to that. I think it's the armor we wear. Not the fear, it's armor. Because leaders are afraid all the time, but they don't have the armor on. And I think what gets us into a lot of trouble is when we believe that perfectionism and just not like disengagement or mean-spirited criticism, like that actually works. It doesn't. Yeah. So what, on the flip side, what is your sort of tip for dealing with that? Yeah. Well, I think what I believe, and this is actually something that The Course of Miracles speaks about often, is in your defenselessness, your safety lies. And so what that means is that we want to proactively assume and perceive that every single person has something meaningful and creative and brilliant to contribute. And so that's really the way I look at leadership as a person who holds space for the brilliance of others, takes responsibility to cultivate that, assumes it proactively without evidence, and then gets out of the way so that people can do that. Yeah. I'm going to, literally, I'm going to play that back after we wrap this and I'm going to write it all down and it's going to be great Uh, Uh, because those four things were amazing, right? Four, right? To assume it in others, right? That's really brilliant. So do you have a kind of tangible way that you encourage folks to sort of lean into those pieces? Yes, I think it, it, it really does come down to not being tolerant of our own mind wandering. You know, I think we need to really understand that concentration, mindfulness, focus, and the discipline of intellectual follow through is the way to start here. And that leadership is a skill that is absolutely teachable and contagious and just transferable. And so my skill that, you know, or the the real encouragement that I have for others is to just develop the capacity to learn how to focus and to show up to the party. Yeah. With mindfulness, I have a a 10 minute meditation routine that I have every day 
Uh, and I'm also just real cognizant of when I've gone off the intellectual rails. So, yeah. Do you have anything in particular when you've gone off the rails that helps you get back on? Ooh, yeah. I would, I just can immediately spot it is where I'm at in my meditation practice is that I know when like I have uh, intellectually vacated the premises. So it's just a matter of returning and just, just announcing, okay, I have to pay attention. I'm showing up and I'm leaning into this conversation, this experience. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that has come to me in this work is that so many folks can't spot it in themselves when they have gone off the rails mm. or when they're starting to go off the rails, mm. like to catch it and be like, oh, wait. And yes. then it, things go way sideways real fast. Yes. Well, actually, and there's a tip for that because there's a lot of things that could take us off the rails. It could be shame, distraction, a lot of different things. And one of the tips that Brene Brown gave in her book, Men, Women, and Worthiness, is she asks people to tap their neocortex, which is the part of the brain in between the eyebrows, to get people back to showing up to the party. Because the neocortex is the part of the brain that makes critical executive decisions. And when we are in shame or like disengagement or numbing, it goes offline. So you could just, it's a little weird and awkward, but just tap, 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 tap the part of the brain so that you can show up to the party. Wow, that I'm gonna like practice that because I I know those things, right? I know right. about how parts of your brain shut down in different situations, but I've literally yes. never heard that. So I'm excited yeah. to put that in practice. And Liz, that. I promise it works. I I have to do it regularly, regularly. When I'm having a conversation like this, when I'm reading a client, or when I'm working with people. Fortunately, I think my, my meditation practice has allowed me to just be present 90% of the time, I would say. But if I'm in shame or emotional compromising, that's when I do the tap, tap, tap motion. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what is, I know we've talked about Brene. We're obviously both fans of Brene Brown. Um, yeah. But what is a book or concept, talk, whatever that's been really impactful for you? Of hers or anybody's? No, any, any, anything, anything. Oh my God, so much. I think related to leadership though, it would be Brene's book, Dare to Lead, right? Because I don't think we have come to understand under the full moon in Taurus today as this being recorded on November 12th, just how efficiently and simply our lives can be if we know the two to three values by which we stand on everything. I mean, it's really that simple. And she has the vast majority of the book dedicated to what it means to live into our values. And a lot of us are scattered and we have more than three. And if you have more than three, you don't even have priorities, right? So I think what's been so helpful for Dare to Lead is it's really consolidated and concentrated leadership style to finding two to three values by which your state of being stands, cultivating that in your relationships with others, and then seeing through those collaborations what you can do to contribute in the workforce, mm-hmm. right? And so spirituality and connection are mine. And so my value spirituality, which means I have to take a serious amount of time every week to research and study what universal spiritual themes are and what they look like in day-to-day practice. And then I do my best to cultivate a lot of learning on relational theory and relational technology and relational sciences so that I can put that in my work as well, because loneliness is the number one public health crisis. And I believe that spiritual seekers have a devout responsibility to be one of the problem solvers in that arena. And because those are my primary values, I know where I stand and I know what I need to say and I know when I need to be quiet and I know when I need to listen. 
And I know what opportunities are good fits for me. I know which ones aren't because of that. And I've never felt more sure or convicted of who I am and what I stand for in my life because of those two values. Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. And it just, it's like, okay, I can, it's like my train tracks, right? It's like, yes, I know, my train tracks. I know what beautiful. my train tracks look like, right? And I can like do the thing. Right. Yes. Do the thing. And I love that you said it makes sense because that's the wisdom of spirituality is that life is extremely complicated, Liz, but spiritual truth is very simple. Choose your values, make choices from their values, live into those values, put your head on your pillow every night knowing you are who you claim to be, and you will have peace, period. And be able to articulate them to other people, right? Yes. So, that they, yes. so that one, the people who you know, have values that work with yours can right. find you. The right. people who actually care a little bit less about your values can stay away so right. that we can all have a good time, right? Yeah, right. And then we could also have discourse and debate about that too. Like if, if people want to call into question, you know, why are you so relational? And what about the fact that codependence? And what about this one? I'd be happy to go there with them, right? And I'd be happy to talk about spirituality as the path of the heart. But you're right. I mean, I think more often than not, when you stand in integrity, your, and I'm going to get woo-woo, but your energetic force field just tells people, honey, I'm not the one, so don't even try it. <laughs> <laughs> don't even try it because it won't end well for you. So don't even think about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I have gotten, as I've gotten older, to a place where I'm like, I just really want to be as, as truthful with people as possible so they can make an educated decision about whether, then, whether or not they want to spend time with me. And then, <coughs> and it's like, okay, cool. And you know, you know what you're getting versus like people who sort of are, have a kind of a front, right? That's like, yeah. okay, people might not like me if they knew too many things. And I'm like, right. here's my thing. It's not for everybody. Right, right. <laughs> totally fine. Right. Feel free to exit. But if you're here, you know what you're getting, right? Exactly. And, is, and then also too, Liz, like how beautiful that you then have the ultimate peace of mind that people chose you for you. Right, right. Rather than the feeling oh my God, you know, I have to keep this facade up and I got to keep being the, perfect, the perfectionistic, the people please, whatever. And I think what we should say to your listeners from a real just, you know, straight talk, Lisa, straight understanding point of view is that if you are performing and perfecting and people pleasing, it outs itself. Don't kid yourself. People know it. They smell it. So just, if you think that other people don't know you're doing it, I'm so sorry. You're really, really mistaken. So Particularly just, in leadership, right? Like, oh, if you're, yes. right? It's like a sort of, you know, house of cards really people will will find it right they will they will whereas authenticity absolutely outs itself very quickly and so it's okay if you are kind of new to this conversation and you're realizing wow this isn't working great and now let's get to work yeah so what should i have asked you that i didn't I thought, I thought your five questions, your four questions rather, were absolutely lovely. You could ask me, what am I reading currently? And what right. I say, right? Yeah. right? I'll say that I'm reading Octavio Paz's the double, pl the double Flame. It's just absolutely extraordinary. The Double Flame, I should say. Yes. Great. Yeah, Great. yeah. And what about you? What are you reading? What am I? So I am reading another one of my guests named Des Desiree Attaway recommended a book called Feminist Accountability to me oh, and so and accountability is my jam yeah um, capricorn and so, <laughs> and so i i got it from my local independent bookstore here in los angeles that i just adore and Great. so that is on my list i haven't started it yet but i that is 
where I'm headed. So. I love it. Well, I will give it a peruse and we should talk about it the next time we meet up. Great. Colin, yeah. thank you so much. Thank you so much, Liz. It's been a pleasure. Full show notes from this episode and every episode are available at the number four needs.work slash podcast. If you're intrigued by this episode, please subscribe.